Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for a wonderful opportunity to be in your presence, to hear your word. We are grateful, Lord. Your word brings light. This afternoon, we pray, Lord, that your word will bring light into our lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you take your seats and turn with me to John chapter 15 and verse 16. John chapter 15 and verse 16. I just want us to continue for the short time that we have on a message that we were preaching a couple of weeks ago about how can our fruits remain? How can our fruits remain? Do you remember we were sharing a message like that? And I want us to read two scriptures and then we will continue. John 15 and verse 16, it says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Hallelujah. Jesus commands us that we should bring fruit and we should make our fruits remain. Every Christian ought to bring fruit and every Christian ought to ensure that our fruits remain. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 2 and verse 40. Acts chapter 2 and verse 40. It says, Acts chapter 2 and verse 40. We're reading from 40 to 47. It says, And with many other words, did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things come on, and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they continuing, and they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Hallelujah. The Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Amen. Because they set up a condition that favored the Lord adding to the church 
every day. As many people as were saved, as many people as came to the church and gave their lives to Christ, God added them. God made them remain in the church. Hallelujah. God made them remain in the church. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Now, we are saying that they did something. You know, when the scripture says they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, they set up a condition. They continue steadfastly. That means they were committed to the apostles' doctrine. They were always in church to hear the apostles' doctrine, to hear the teachings. They also continue steadfastly in fellowship. They were fellowshipping with one another. They continued steadfastly in bread breaking. When it came to the church, breaking bread, they were all together steadfastly. And in prayers also, they were together. And these four columns or four pillars were a foundation for God to add to the church daily. Hallelujah. And so we were sharing that we also ought to have certain conditions. We ought to set up certain conditions to make us also such that God will add to our church. Hallelujah. That God will add to our church. And the first thing that we shared was that you must be a devoted member yourself. Do you remember? That you must be a devoted member yourself. And we shared so many things under this that there are different classes of church members. And we liken the behavior of church members to deer, goat, and sheep. And we said that we prefer to be the sheep type, the sheep that has a shepherd, that sheep that can be counseled, that can be advised, that is directed, a sheep that is not independent. Hallelujah. That is the kind of person we want to be. I will encourage all of you to listen to the messages. Today, I want to continue for a short time and share some few other things that we need to do. Um, so the second thing that I want us to do, or the second thing that we ought to do, if we want our fruits to remain, if we want our church to be established, you see, you may not know, but you know, having a church that is established Having a church that is stable, a church that is able to send people out and have churches all over the world is such a blessing. You know, when you are relocating to a place, when you are relocating to a place, one of the, one of the anxiety builders, one of the things that bring a lot of anxiety when you are moving to a new place is not knowing anyone. Not knowing anyone. But by the grace of God, our church is getting to a point where whenever you decide to move to a place, there is a church. One of our churches is there to fall as a, um, to, for you to fall on as a, a net. You, you will be able to go to a place where you will be received as family immediately. You don't need anything. You don't need to do anything. All you need to do is to say that I'm here and I belong to this church. That's it. Suddenly you are having friends. Suddenly people are visiting you. People are calling you. Whereas you were going to a place where you had a lot of uncertainty. Suddenly there are people who can help you find a job. 
people who can help you do this, people who can direct you, this is where you need to find this or go for this. It's just a blessing. blessing. Amen. Amen. But this comes about when there have been stability, when there have been devotion, when the church grows, when the, the fruits that we bring remain. That is when we are able to spread like that. Hallelujah. And so the second thing that I want us to do, if we want our fruits to remain, if we want our church to grow, to enlarge, if we want God to add to our church daily, then another thing that we need to do is to say good things about the church. Say good things about the church. Hallelujah. What What are we supposed to do? Yes, if the fruits that we bring are going to stay, it will depend largely on the things that we say about the church. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Yes. You know, when people go to the supermarket, you see, when people go to the supermarket, there are so many things variety of things. You are faced with so many choices. If you want to buy a can of milk, for instance, or even you want to buy a bottle of milk, you want to buy any type of drink, they are all orange juice, they are all milk, they are all fresh milk, they are all this. There's so many. You want to buy a box of cereal, just a box of cereal, and you know the kind that you like, Even the kind that you like, there are variety. Do you understand? So you are faced with different choices. But you see, most people make their choices based on what others have said about them. Are you somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? When you go to the store, you are faced with a lot of options, but you choose what you have heard about. What people have said about something, that is what makes you choose this or choose that. Amen. You see, that is one of the reasons why most manufacturers do survey. You know, they they, they do a survey and they ask what people are saying about their products. They want to know what people are saying about their products because they know that what you say about the product is valuable. Hospitals do survey. They want to know what your experience was. What, what would you tell your friend? And sometimes they ask you, would you recommend us to a friend? Isn't that so? Because they know that your friend also has options. Cable visions, you go to stores, they are giving you service. They are asking you, what would you say about us? Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You call some company on the phone. When you finish, they say, can you wait for a five-minute survey or two-minute survey? They want to know what your experience is, what you are going to tell another person. It is important what you tell people about your church. It is important. Amen. It is important. Hallelujah. Many people don't have time to read and research about products. Do you understand? Many people don't have time to read and research about things, about products that companies have made. People don't have time, but they want to hear what people are saying about them. Even the ones that say, I'm researching about a product, 
in the end, they are going to read the reviews. What people have said about the product. A lot of people are guided by what people say about them. Amen. A lot of people, they make choices based on what others are saying about them. They depend on what your experience was with a product. Many people depend on what your experience is in this church. Many people will choose to stay or not to stay depending on what your experience is, what you say about the church. That is how people will choose to stay or not to stay. Hallelujah. Many people want to come and live in America because of what they have heard about America. You may not know, but there are so many people who want to be sitting where you are sitting right now. You are not happy with your apartment. You are not happy with your job. You are, people are ready to exchange it with you at a glimpse like this. You have no idea. You have no idea. I'm telling you. I'm talking about recent experience. That there are so many people. Claudia, there are so many people who will want to switch your position right now. They say, come to be where I am and I'll come to be where you are right now. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? People all over the world, they want to live in New York. People all over the world want to live in New York. Because when we talk about New York, when we speak about New York, we don't tell them, we don't tell them that there is congestion in New York. We don't tell them that the city is congested. We don't tell them that the city stinks. The smell, it smells in the city. Is that what we tell people when we are talking about New York? Is that what we tell them that the city stinks? There's smell in the city. We don't tell the people that there are rats, rats, big rats, bigger than you can find anywhere else. We don't tell people that. Are there rats in this city? Are there cockroaches, roaches, cockroaches? You see, when we say roaches, you think of some small, small, but when we say cockroaches, cockroaches. That is a real name. Big ones. Some that can fly. You see, we don't do we, Is that what we tell people when we begin to talk to them about New York? You say, I'm coming from a city where there are cockroaches filled with roaches. Even in the train, you'll be sitting there. One day I was sitting, I think I have it on my camera, but at time or not on my phone, I recorded. I was sitting at the train station and there was a mouth. Not shy, not afraid. Hey. It's like another passenger waiting. I said, wow. Even some places they are afraid, you know. But here in New York City, their minds, they are not afraid. <laughs> Equal rights. They also have the right to be on a platform. We don't talk to people about unemployment in the city. Are there unemployment here? Are there homeless people here? Are there dirty, smelly people who come in a car in your subway and you have to move to the next? You see, that is not the thing that we tell people. That is not the kind of thing we share with people. 
And so a lot of people want to come to New York because of the thing that we say. We say the city that never, the city of lights. New York, the city that has two names. New York, New York. It's so nice we had to name it twice. New York, New York. We don't talk to people about the cost of living. That you are struggling to pay your apartment. We don't tell people about parking tickets. You know, somebody went to a certain country. He went home to his country and he was sleeping. He was sleeping. (laughs) And then he woke up. You know, he, he was sleeping, no alarm. Every day he wakes up with alarm. You know, he woke up and then he said, Hey, Mahu! And then he's running down. He said, Where are you going? Why, why, what happened? He says, I got a ticket. He said, What ticket? He said, Ah. <laughs> he thought he was in New York. And time has passed that he didn't move his car from one side of the street to the other. And he suddenly he woke up from sleep and he's running to. Make sure he can move his car. We don't tell people about that. That you, 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 every, every, in the morning, you can wake up with your heart like this because you are afraid that you have, you have received some ticket. Running late, running for trains, late, catching subways, catching buses. We don't tell people about that. But these things are happening here. And because we don't tell people about these things, a lot of people want to come here because of the things that we say about the city. Hallelujah. There are a lot of imperfections. There are a lot of things that are not great, but we don't highlight these things. We don't highlight them. And that is why a lot of people want to be in this city. The same way, we, are, we also have a lot of problems. Amen. Amen. We also have a lot of problems. The thing that you belong to, you don't want to say a lot of bad things about them. It is only the church, and I'm trying to point out to you that it is demonic. It is an evil spirit. You see, most of you went to certain schools that things were very bad in the school. Very, very bad things in the school. You didn't go to a great school, but you don't talk bad things about your school. You don't say bad things. You don't, you know, even if your school was so bad, you don't even want to mention it. That people know that you went to this school. But you want to say good things about your school. The school that you attended. The jobs that you have, some of them are not good at all, but you say good things about your job. You see, so it is when it comes to the church that people say awful things. Awful things. Awful experience. It is demonic. It is demonic. Amen. It is when it comes to the church alone that you gather in your homes and you say a lot of awful things. Whenever you open your mouth to say something bad about the church, understand that you are being driven by an evil spirit. You are being driven. As dirty as the city you live in, as dirty as your neighborhood is, you don't complain about it. You don't complain about it. You drive a car that is broken every day. 
Every day your car is broken down, but when you are taking a photograph, you stand in front of some beautiful car to let it let people know that this is your car. You don't want people even to know that your car is some shabby, shabby car. True or not true? But why are you looking at me like some, what I'm saying is... Uh, Amen. Tell somebody, say good things about the church. Say, say good things about the church. You know, most of, our, most of our neighbor, you know, I remember some time ago, some years ago, I used to live in the Bronx, and the argument, I used to argue with someone, as if I owned the Bronx. I used to argue with someone who lived in Brooklyn. I said, Bronx is better than Brooklyn. He says, no, there are more killers and gunshots and dead things in Bronx. I said, no, 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 no. I always hear evil things in the Brooklyn and not in the Bronx. And I'm arguing because I live in the Bronx. <laughs> because I live in the Bronx and I don't want to bring my city down. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. It was a big argument with me and some people. That live in Bronx. Because every time they hear, you live in a Bronx age. It's like they are afraid for my life. And I say, but where do you live? He said, I live in Brooklyn. I said, hey! <laughs> then you are dead already. <laughs> Why are you putting my city down? Amen. My church is in the Bronx. Even today, I still stand and argue Bronx, the Bronx. Amen. You see, you speak good things about the things that concern you. But when it comes to the church, I say it is demonic, evil spirit that drives us to say certain things. Amen. We are not saying that we are a perfect church. Ask your neighbor, are you perfect? Ask your neighbor, are you perfect? Even some of, how many of you are 98% perfect? 98% of the time you are. So even if you are 90, I can't even find one. How about 95%? How about 80%? At least 80% of the time you are perfect. You see, we can't even find someone who is 80%. One, just one person. Just one person. 80%. <laughs> we can't even find more than one person that is 80% perfect. And so that makes you understand that we are not a perfect church. But we do not highlight our imperfections. We don't highlight our imperfections. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Though America is not a perfect place, we don't highlight. Amen. We don't highlight the imperfections. The reason why you are still here, the reason why even besides the imperfections, you are still here, is because you focus on the good side of the country. Your mind is on the good side of the country. So regardless of our imperfections, let your mind always meditate on the good side of the church. Amen. Hallelujah. The good side of the church. Amen. I believe there are some good things about the church. There are some good things in this church. Amen. There are some good things about this church. You may not know. But the church, because of the church, you are being delivered from so many things. So many things. You have no idea. So many things. You have no idea. 
Sometimes you need to have small experience. And then you realize that you are really, really blessed. Hallelujah. You belong to a great church. Church, Tell your neighbor, you belong to a great church. Say, despite our imperfections, we are a great church. So tell others about your great church. Amen. Hallelujah. And the other thing is, don't allow people to say bad things about your church. Defend your church. Stop people from saying bad things about your church. Do not give people the place to say bad things about your church. Do not allow people, don't allow conversation to go on when people are having such conversations about, you say, you can't talk about my church like that. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. The things you say about your wife, the things you say about your husband, the things you say about your children will be the reason why people will relate to them in a certain way. Oh, yes. Especially your parents. Your parents, the things you say about your wife or your husband will make your parents relate to them in a certain way. The things you say. Amen. The next thing, let's share one quick one. And it's our church, isn't it? And I miss you. So let me share. Last week I was not here. Are you tired of hearing my preaching? Can I share one thing with you? One more thing. Because I want to, I, I am, I am, I can't wait to share certain things with you from what I was blessed with. So I want to finish this message as soon as I can. And then I'll move on to some great things. You people, you, be, you should be very happy to hear the things you hear in this church. You have no idea. You have no idea. People treasure the things that we share in this church. They treasure them. Amen. I was so humbled by some people, the things that some people were saying. Amen. A great man of God, a great man of God, he said to me, he says, I thought he was joking. And so I said, oh, come on, stop that. He said, Oh, Reverend Bright, I want to invite you to have a convention with us. I said, oh, please. (laughs) Great man of God. I said, (laughs) he said, no, 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 I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. So I'm going to talk to your geo if he can release you. I said, "Wow." wow. You see, you have no idea. You have no idea what you are receiving. Amen. I'm not sharing that for you to clap for me, but for you to appreciate what you have. Kofi, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. The next thing, one short thing that I want to share with you. Say good things about the pastor. (laughs) Say good things about the pastor. Say good things about the pastor. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 13. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 13. Quickly. It says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples. This is Jesus. He asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? Jesus was interested to know what they are saying about the pastor of the church. He says, whom do men say that I am? What are men saying about the pastor? 
What are they talking about? When they talk about the pastor, what are some of the things that they talk about? They must be saying something. So he says, whom do men say that I am? What is the gossip? What is going on among the people? Then verse 14 says, and they said, some say thou art John the Baptist. Some say Elias and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. That is what people are saying. Okay. You see, sometimes when the pastor asks you what people are saying, you don't say the bad things. Do you think this is what the people were saying? I can show you scriptures about what the people were saying. The people were saying he was a billiard. He was a son of a demon. He was possessed with demons. He cast out demons by demons. This was the things that people were saying. It's what, are you understand what I'm sharing with you? Sometimes when you have like um, PFI, you have leaders meeting and you are everyone. You see, that is why I like animals. Animals, they don't fake. If they don't like you, they will let you know that they don't like. They will bite you, you know, right in front of you. They are not going to hide behind you, you know, and sneak and then bite you. They will come and attack you like that. They are plain. So he says, verse 14, and they said, some say this, some say that. He said unto them, but whom say ye that I am? What do you say that I am? So Jesus was interested in knowing what the people are saying about him. Say good things about your pastor. Hallelujah. If you are in a church, say good things about your pastor. Amen. Jesus was interested in knowing what his church members are also saying. Because what the church members are saying is very important. It is important for the church members to know that this is this person. This is that person. This is this person. It is important. So he was asking, what do you also say? Because it is important what the church members are saying about the pastor. Amen. And one of them, Peter, said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He was so happy that at least there is one person in the church that can say truly what I am. Truly what I am. There is at least one person in the church. May you be that one person in the church. I say may you be that one person that will stand to testify that I have a good pastor. I have a caring pastor. May you be that person. Because when you testify of a good pastor, certain blessings come upon you. So the next verse, he said, and Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou. May you be blessed for your testimony of a pastor. He said, Blessed art thou, Simon by Jonah, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. It takes divine revelation. It takes divine heavenly help for you to say good things about the pastor. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Look, people are not people. People are not grateful. People are very ungrateful. You sacrifice for people, but they don't say good things about you. I'm telling you. People say good things in front of you, but they don't say good things about you. 
People are ungrateful. I have seen the ungratefulness of people, and if you focus on the ungrateful, you can't do the work of God. That is why Jesus said, I seek not the honor of men. Yes, you cannot do the work of God if you are looking for the people to praise you. Amen. It takes divine revelation to know that this is a good man. This is a good pastor. This is a good woman. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles chapter 9. Second Chronicles. Don't worry, we'll close very soon. Second Chronicles chapter 9 and verse 1. Second Chronicles chapter 9 and verse 1. Look at this. He says, And when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, what did, what did the queen of Sheba do? She heard. She heard. She heard. She heard. He says, and when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, she came to prove Solomon. She heard. Cynthia, she heard. She heard what people were saying. She heard what people were talking about. When they mentioned this pastor, she heard certain things. So the Bible says, when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, she came, she came. Because of what she heard, she came. She was attracted by what she heard. She said she came to prove Solomon with hard questions. She prepared hard questions. Why did she prepare hard questions? Because of what she has heard about this man. Because of what she has heard. She didn't hear certain things. But because of what she had heard, she came with hard questions to prove Solomon with hard questions at Jerusalem. Now look at the preparation she made. She said she came with a very great company and camels that bear spices. Camels, and they are loaded. All they are carrying were spices. Camels that bear spices and gold in abundance. You know, when people are coming to bless the pastor, because of what they have heard, they are coming with certain preparation. He says, he came with great company, first of all. He chose a great company to come. Do you think if he was a small person that he was going to see, he would come with a great company? Adley, would, he, would she come with a great company? But because of what she had heard, she came with a very great company. And camels that bear spices and gold in abundance. Wow. Because of what she has heard. Because of what she has heard. Amen. Because of the things she has heard. She came with gold in abundance and precious stones. Precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. Of all that was in her heart. She communed with him of all that was in her heart. But you, when you were talking about your pastor, this pastor, be careful what you tell him. Be careful. Because by the time you realize he's preaching with your, your, your issue. That is the thing that you are telling a person that you are establishing in the church. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? But she poured out her heart. 
her heart was out. He says she communed with him of all that was in her heart. The next verse. And Solomon told her all her questions because she did not withhold. What she heard made her come with her questions and she received answers. Solomon answered all her questions, told her all her questions, and there was nothing hid from Solomon which he told her not. Because he, she also poured her heart out, so the pastor also poured his heart out. The next verse, and when the queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Solomon and the house that he had built and the meat of his table and the sitting of his servants and the attendance of his ministers and their apparel, what they were wearing. When he saw the feast, Solomon had, Solomon was a very lavish king. He has organized this feast. And his servants dress in a certain way. His house nicely decorated. He says his cup bearers also, even the servants, their apparel, what they were wearing, the servants. And his ascent by which he went up into the house of the Lord. Wow. The Bible says when the woman saw that, there was no more spirit left in her. There was no more spirit left in her. Amazing. But she wouldn't have come to experience this if she did not hear some great things. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? And sometimes, sometimes because of what the person has heard, the person has such expectation that even you read one scripture, the person is so blessed. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? The woman, she was a queen, but the Bible said there was no more spirit left in her. No more spirit left in her for what she experienced. The next verse. And she said to the king, it was a true report. Say to somebody, true report. He said, and she said to the king, it was a true report which I heard in my own land of thine acts. Before I came, the things that I heard, they were all true. Say good things about your pastor. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say good things about your pastor. Say great things about your pastor. He said, the things that I heard, it was a true report. The things that I heard in my land, that means that his it was spreading. It was going far. It was going far. Amen. It was going far. People were saying great things about him. He says, I heard in my own land, I heard of thy acts and of thy wisdom. Verse, five, verse 6. How be it, I believe not their words. It was like too true to believe it. I believe not their words until I came and mine eyes had seen it. And behold, the one half of the greatness of thy wisdom was not even told me. What I've experienced, it was not even half of what they told me. That should be your story. I said, that should be your story. When you are talking about your pastor, 
That is what they should say. That when they come to the church, they say, you didn't tell me that he was such an anointed pastor. That should be your story. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? It says, and behold, the one half of the greatness of thy wisdom was not told me, for thou exceedest the fame that I had. Wow. You exceed the fame that I had. Say good things about your pastor. Verse 7, he says, now listen to this. He says, happy, happy are thy men. Happy are thy men. And happy are these thy servants, which stand continually before thee and hear thy wisdom. Happy, another word for happy is bless. Bless are your members. Bless are the people in the church who sit Sunday after Sunday, sitting in the church and listening to these things that you are sharing with them. They are really blessed. Somebody from very far. Somebody from very far. The man said, Reverend Bright. Hey, Reverend Bright. I said, I was, I was afraid. Because he has not seen me before, but he has seen my photograph. He said, Reverend Bright. There were other people who were sending me messages also. Even on my birthday that I don't know about them. Somebody sent me some very wonderful message. One day I'll read it for time's sake. I'll read it to you. That he says, I've made you my father. I have, you are my father. Hey, me. The members, they don't, they don't. <laughs> if I check their phones right now, they don't even have the podcast on their phones. They don't listen. They don't listen. You have no idea. Somebody sent me a message. He says, you see, even when you open the scriptures and you explain it. You see, we are in a great house. Do you understand? You are in a great house. And we serve under a great prophet. And if you are here and you'll be humble to receive and to believe. You know, there's no great thing that will come into your life. We can minister powerfully, do great things. Nothing will come into your life except that you believe and you honor. What you hear. Except that you receive with honor what you hear. In the book of Mark, the Bible says that Jesus could not do any great works. Was he not anointed? Was he not filled with power? But he could not do any great works because they did not honor him. They did not receive him. And may it never be your story that familiarity sets in amongst his own countrymen, amongst his own members, that they don't value what they hear. But he says, the queen of Sheba, he says, happy are thy men, and happy are these thy servants, which stand continually before thee and hear thy wisdom. That is a blessing to be a servant that is closed by Solomon, that when he's talking, he's having conversation, you hear some. He says, those people, they are really blessed. They are really blessed. Some people sit in the church and they're sleeping. They sleep. They sleep. Amen. They sleep. Some people, for whatever reason, they choose even not to come to church. For whatever reason. Do you understand? But you see, labor, labor for the things that bring you blessings. 
Labor for the things that bring you blessings. Be tired for the things that bring you blessings. Don't let me change my message because it's almost time. Be tired for the things that bring you blessings. Do you understand? Be tired. Be, be weak. Be sleepy for the things that bring you blessings. Amen. Amen. I will share with you. So he says, happy are the men. Blessed are the men who listen to you. Who come to your services. Who stand before you. Continually listening to you. Verse 8. Blessed be the Lord thy God which delighted in thee. Can I have another version? Can I have another version? He says, blessed be the Lord thy God. He says, praise the Lord your God who delights in you and has placed you on the throne as king to rule for him because God loves Israel. God loves Israel. God loves you and so he will give you a pastor according to his own heart. According to his heart, he will choose a pastor for you. For your needs, he will choose a pastor for you. So he said, praise the Lord your God who delights in you, who is pleased with you, who according to his heart, he has chosen you and placed you on the throne as king to rule for him. To rule for him. Because God loves Israel and desires this kingdom to last forever, he has made you king over them. So you can rule with justice and righteousness. You know, I said, you have to strive for things that will bring you blessings. Amen. He said, because God loves Israel and desires that this kingdom will last forever. If God loves you, because God loves his people, you will expect that God himself will stand and minister to the people. That the people will come to church and then they will see a cloud. That will just come here and then they will hear voice and then the cloud will vanish. But because God loves his people, because God wanted their kingdom to last, he placed this king to rule for him. Is somebody understanding what I'm, or you don't understand what I'm sharing with you? The next verse, let's conclude. And then the next verse, verse 9, is that verse 9? And she gave the king a gift of 9,000 pounds of gold, great quantities of spices, and precious jewels. Never before had there been spices as fine as those the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Wow. Wow. This is the queen of Sheba. She came in the form she came because of what she had heard. She made the preparations she made because of what she had heard. She came from very far. Sheba was in Ethiopia. And she traveled to Jerusalem just because of what she has heard. Say good things about your pastor. I said say good things about your pastor. Amen. Amen. Now, was Solomon a perfect man? Was Solomon a perfect man? You see, I am not saying that your pastor is without imperfections. I'm not saying that your pastor is a perfect pastor. But focus on the good things. She wouldn't have come to Solomon. She wouldn't have traveled to come to see Solomon if the things that she was hearing, 
the things that was in her country that everyone was talking about was that, oh, this guy that was born out of wedlock. You know, his mother, David, was just fooling around and he just came out by accident. This was not the thing. Was this not a fact about Solomon? Was not Solomon born out of some wedlock? But this was not what he was, she was hearing. That Solomon is a womanizer. Where are you going? You are going to Jerusalem. Huh? You have no idea what you are bringing onto yourself. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You are going to Solomon. Then where Nikes? You, you, you know what is Nikes? This is not the thing that he was, she was hearing. But she was hearing great things about Solomon. So for that, she made a preparation to meet a great person. Never heard of Solomon's some wayness, his, the way he was born, and so on and so forth. This is not the thing that she was hearing. Amen. Amen. Not that Solomon was a perfect person. But the Bible says his wisdom spread abroad. His wisdom spread abroad beyond, that means beyond Israel. It went beyond Israel. Let the greatness, let the goodness that you experience spread beyond this church. Amen. Amen. Beyond this church. They were hearing it all over. It was on their, on their Facebook. On not, you, you know, some of you don't even comment about your church, about your pastor, even on Facebook, on your Twitter. Useless things. Talking about useless things. Useless comments. Because you don't, you, you don't appreciate what you have. But this woman, ev- everywhere, WhatsApp, they're talking about Solomon. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. The Bible says his wisdom is spread abroad. It went far. Far. Amen. Some of you just pictures. That's how you girls go and just pictures. And then like. 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 Nothing like you came to church and we just took pictures. That is all we did. That there was no preaching in the church. There was nothing in the church. No ministration in the church. But the queen of Sheba was hearing great things about the things that the servants were sitting and hearing continually. Those were the things that she was hearing. Amen. I have a lot to share with you, but our time is up. And we will pause here. And um, we will continue next time we meet. Put your hands together for the Lord. Say good things about your church. Say good things about your pastor. Pronounce good things about your pastor. Do not highlight our weaknesses, our imperfections. The city is not a perfect city, but we don't highlight the imperfections of the city. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We glorify your name. We give you glory. We thank you, Lord. Father, we grace and honor do we call upon you with honor, oh Lord. We cherish what you have given us. We cherish the church you have given us. Father, we are grateful that you have placed us in a church like this. We are thankful. We glorify your name. We praise you. We thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We glorify your name. 
in the name of Jesus. In this world, with God so hard, oh, let the ancient cross in holy words, holy words, Lord, preserve for our walk in this world. Be resound with God so hard, oh, let the ancient words, ancient words, ancient words, ever true. Oh, Jesus. give you glory we honor you we cherish you we thank you lord for the church you have given us we thank you lord for a great leader that you have given us we thank you for a great prophet that you have given us we thank you for the fathers that you have given us we admire and cherish them we give you glory we give you honor we thank you lord for a good pastor we thank you for the church we thank you for the members we cherish the members that you have given us we cherish the leaders that you have given us in the name of jesus we give you glory we give you honor in jesus name if there's anyone here you are not born again you want to give your life to christ just lift up your hand and i'll pray with you anyone here like that you want to give your life to jesus just lift up your hand god bless you i see your hand is there anyone else like that you you want to give your life to jesus you want to give your life to christ keep your hand up i see your hand god bless you anyone else like that anyone else you want to give your life to jesus if you are you have lifted up your hand and you want to give your life to christ just come here with me for a moment just walk take that bold step oh wow god bless you god bless you I want you to say this prayer with me say this after me and i want the whole congregation to join and say this prayer after me say lord jesus, lord jesus thank you for dying for me lord jesus i believe you are the son of god i believe you died for my sins i believe you rose again on the third day lord jesus Please wash me with your blood. Please wash me with your blood. Cleanse me with your blood. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I welcome you into my life. Please, Lord Jesus, be my master. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. 
from today, I will serve you. I will follow you. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you for your son. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your mercy. I thank you, Lord, for your love that you have shown him today. Lord, I pray that you build a fence around this one. Father, let there be a hedge around him. Let the enemy never have a hand in his life. I pray, Lord, that you keep his going and his coming in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that you cause him to walk with you this day and forever. May he never turn away. May he never turn from you, Lord. But I pray, Lord, draw him closer and closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. God bless you. What's your name, brother? God bless you, Frederick. I have a present for you. I want you to read this book, Frederick. It will bless you. Okay. God bless you. Put your hands together for Jesus. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.